0: Hans, hit It's a deep 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 deep.
1: Got all three of us for the NL Central. We got to talk about the Cardinals, Brewers, Cubs, Reds, Pirates. We got to talk about you Darvish signing an 100-plus million dollar extension that'll pay him through his age 42 season. Preller at it again, baby. Jack, Aram, Peter, just baseball show rounding out the week on Friday, February 10th. Last time, you hear baseball conversation before the Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Um, Before any of the baseball stuff, though, Aram has a bone to pick with Peter about the grades for the NL East. What say you, Mr. Layton? Yeah, give it to me.
0: Okay. I, I have a question. How did... The Atlanta Braves have a better offseason than the Philadelphia Phillies. So when
2: I was thinking about it, um, obviously the Trey Turner move makes a lot of sense. But remember, we were looking at each individual deal. And I thought that possibly the best deal between all of these two teams was the Braves getting Sean Murphy. Because objectively, I think he's a top five catcher in the game. I thought it was also a little bit of a weakness. And while the Trey Turner move and Trey Turner might be better next year, which move, I guess, would you rather have for the specific move? I'd rather an eleven top five
0: player in baseball. Yeah, I'd rather Trey Turner is not
2: a top five player.
0: Ah,
1: uh, I'd rather gross. have a three hundred million dollars shortstop that can win a batting title and swipe forty bags.
2: Yeah, and I and I guess that's fair. Where Trey Turner is a better player. Than Sean Murphy is. I also liked a lot more of the moves that the Braves did on the margins, whether it be through their relief options instead of getting a guy like Craig Kimbrell. I didn't like the Taiwan Walker deal. There was a lot more deals that I didn't necessarily like that the Phillies did while they made bigger and splashier moves. I liked the Joe Jimenez move better than anyone that the Phillies added to their bullpen. I love the Nick Anderson move. I liked a lot of the moves better than the Phillies moves. So, might I just say, when when Peter and I were having this conversation,
0: right? i was listening because- to the episode, by the way. That's why I was itching so hard. Okay, I'm gotcha. Listening to my two friends talk. And I can't yell at them and I can't say anything. And I'm like, no, I disagree with that. So that's why I texted real quick. I'm like, how is this that? And I was like, okay, I'm just going to save it for the episode. But anyway, Jack, go
1: ahead. No, Aram calls me an egomaniac all the time. And yet here he is saying like, you guys recorded a pod without me. And all I wanted to do was be on the pod. I just need my voice out there all the time. (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) No, but I mean, the conversation that we had on the podcast and Aram like corroborate this is what Peter, you gave you gave Atlanta an A-minus, I gave them a B. You gave the Phillies a B-plus, I gave them an A-minus. I think the the way we disagreed on the Phillies was I just applauded them for trying to attack every weakness, and I think they did a good job attacking every weakness. Where you dinged the Phillies was, yes, they attacked every weakness, but it
2: probably wasn't the right guy in each spot. Exactly. Like, I like that they addressed the bullpen. I thought they overpaid for a guy like Gregory Soto. I wouldn't have paid Craig Kimbrell at all. And the Matt Straw move is decent. I love the Nick Anderson signing to a minor league free agent deal. I love the Joe Jimenez trade. So there was a lot more moves where while the Phillies made splasher moves, they spent a lot more. And I look at the Braves team of the individual moves they make, and I like all of them better. There wasn't one move that I thought that the Braves lost or did bad in when I can look at three or four of the Phillies moves and say, I didn't like that that much. But again, B-plus versus an A-minus.
0: No, Splitting hairs so a little bit. You're also, you're also leaving out a very important addition. They got Noah Song. They got <laughs> Noah Song. Yeah. If he comes back from war... Okay, so be so you're gonna call me out on the podcast, and then you're gonna change your tune. No, here's what here's what's happening now. right
2: now.
1: Peter doesn't support the troops, is what is what he's kind of <laughs> saying. <right now.
0: laughs> no, okay, so I think I think you back it up well. And, and my only thing is what we gave credit to the Rangers for, which was like, fuck it, not my money. Kind of got to give the, the Phillies credit for that to a degree, right? Like. Fuck it, not my money on Trey Turner. That's one of the better players in Major League Baseball, yeah. and exactly what they needed. I think speed, uh, dynamic back to ball guy as well. And then pitching-wise, like we we know how how iffy the rotation was, and still kind of is beyond, uh, you know, the, the top two. But now Taiwan Walker, like yeah, they paid him way too much, but like he's still a huge upgrade for them in the rotation. And then I yeah I don't I don't love the Kimbrel signing. I thought that was kind of kind of meh. But I just felt like the Braves, like if if we're comparing Phillies Braves here. Like yes, the Braves did a great job on the Sean Murphy trade, and I think that was that was a great addition. But maybe the Phillies would have tried to make a splash there if they didn't already have the best catcher in Major League Baseball. Uh, but I, I feel like they addressed the shortstop spot with one of the best shortstops in Major League Baseball. They added a, a middle of the rotation starter. They did go get bullpen arms. You know, I think Soto could be fine. Strom better. Uh, I think in terms of value. And then Kimbrell, we'll see what what that happens and what happens Grant, with Kimbrel. But It's 2011. I was just to understand? I guess awesome. what made. What made the the Braves offseason better when they're still going to start the year with Marcelo Zuna slated at DH, unless Jordan Luplo eats into those at bats, and Eddie Rosario in left field. Like I don't feel like they addressed everything. And bullpen moves are bullpen moves at the end of the day. Like to me, that's a half a letter grade, one way or another, unless you get like a legit, legit dude. And they did lose Kenley for what that's worth. So to to that point. I felt like I, at
2: least I was consistent with the way I'm grading it too. Because the Rangers, I didn't put in the A- or the A range. I gave them a plus two, kind of similar to the Phillies. So I look at each individual deal, and while they did go out and address things that they needed to do, I didn't love the way they addressed it. I thought they overpaid for Gregory Soto. I didn't like the Craig Kimbrell deal. And then you look you look at the Braves, like to your point, yes, DH, it might have to be Marcelo Zuno. Why not Travis Darno? Travis Darno was their catcher. Maybe he can move over to DH. That's a That's better great. bat, too. No, so of, their yeah. only real weakness is left field, I understand, but it's kind of similar to the Yankees, right? Where left field is the weakness, but it's like they do have Eddie Rosario. It's not just they have nobody out there. And what they also I also
0: lost, Dansby Swanson. Like, they, they did we're talking about like, what you Watson. gain and
2: what you lose. But again, they, they could lose Dansby Swanson because you're pretty big on Von Grissom, right? I, I think but he's pretty you can't decent, They're up.
0: starting, a, I mean, we're talking about a team that everyone else just upgraded you just subtracted that guy there and then you you added a catcher for me like in terms of the infield it's kind of a, a wash in terms of how much better or worse it might be real quick can I just add
1: you know y- you're saying that they overpaid for Gregory Soto but I'm telling you they paid for Gregory Soto and a guy in 2018 for the Texas Longhorns had an yeah, 1170 OPS with 24 nukes in Cody Clemens yes he has indie ball experience but you know what not the end of the world. It's Cody Clements,
2: baby. Listeners of the Just Baseball Show. You see what they're both doing to me? <laughs> Instead of arguing, they're going off track. They're making Oh, jokes. no, I'm
0: on track. I'm on uh, track. They, arms on track. Wanson. But both of you, all right?
2: All right, arms we're getting off track. track a little bit. We're getting okay, back, right into, the getting back into the weeds here. Getting back into the weeds.
0: They lost Ansby Swanson. They lost Ansby Swanson, and at two premium power positions, they have bums. So now you've lost you know, your, one of your best war players at, at shortstop. Yes, you add Sean Murphy. And now we're talking about their backup catcher is the DH? And we're giving them an A minus. I, but I, I but, think that's a reach. It's,
2: it's resulting their backup catcher. It's Travis Darno, who objectively was one of the better hitting catchers in all of Major League Baseball. I'm curious. Also, he's always been a good hitter in his career. Can he transition if he's not catching three or four days a week? Will he end up being a better hitter too? I think the Braves think he can. I think he can. And I would ask you, if you were the Braves, would you rather have Dansby Swanson next year or Sean Murphy and Von Grissom? I'd rather have. Sean I'd, rather have, and Von of I'd rather, rather have both. Of course, you'd rather have both. But would, then, would you have them an given? A-minus. Would you have given the one hundred seventy-seven million for Dansby
0: because that's what it would have cost? I uh, maybe, maybe maybe I mean it's not my money. That's the thing. I wouldn't yeah. give three. I wouldn't give three mil three hundred million for Trey Turner right now. But I'd rather have him. Not my money.
2: And that's not how I, the way I was grading it is. I understand that. I even left. The only team where I felt that that was okay to do was the Mets because Steve Cohen has $58 trillion.
0: But that's so selective. It's, it's, it's so, because
2: he's richer, like are the Braves publicly traded because it, it yeah. doesn't matter as much to an owner like Steve Cohen, but I'm
0: still the, the Braves are that publicly in. I, owned. Basically. Yeah. I, it doesn't matter look, to the
2: Braves. I look at each individual deal and I say, do I like that deal Except or not? It's Mets. just a difference in how we grade them too. Except for the Mets. N- yeah. I liked all the Mets deals. Yeah, well, I also liked all the Mets deals, but there were some that I didn't love, but objectively, Steve Cohen is worth, like, five times as much as any owner, so I did give him a little bit of leeway where his money doesn't matter as much as the other owners.
1: It, the Mets, it's overkill. Like, it's too much overkill to not be an A+. plus. Like, imagine you already have a transcendent superstar talent that'll go down as a top 10 player of all time in DeAndre Ayton, and then you also add a fine point guard in Chris Paul, and then you also have Devin Booker, and then you add a really good 3 and D guy in Kevin Durant. Right? Like, it's overkill. They're going to be... <laughs> um hey how about you Darvish getting paid until he knows AARP. Age 42 season is when his contract's going to be up. 6 years, $108 million extension handed out by Goat King Preller. Um this was really interesting from Passin. This is Darvish's third 6-year deal of his career. He signed a 6-year it's crazy. He signed a 6-year deal in Texas. He signed a 6-year deal in Chicago. And then he just agreed to a six-year extension
2: with uh, San Diego. That's wild. I didn't have much of a reaction to the deal either. Six years, $108 million for a guy who at the end of the deal is going to be 42 years old. But it seems like even you Darvish too, he's not losing a step. I mean, he's still just been a great pitcher for the last four years. It's a lot, but it's the Padres too. So I don't know. I didn't have much of a reaction to it other than I think for the first three years, it's still going to be good, and I do see Darvish aging better than a lot of other pitchers that would possibly be in his age range. Yeah, what do you think, Arm?
0: It's it's wild though. I I think you're right, Peter, because like I mean, you talk about not really slowing down. Like last year was one of his best seasons. I mean, he threw 194 in two thirds innings, so he doesn't look like he's slowing down. And actually, his average velocity was was up was up yeah. about a half a mile per hour. So, I think the the Padres very very much thought this through and said, "Hey, I think this is going to age pretty well." And I really believe that they were more willing to to eat the money on the back end to have a lower average annual value to be able to retain Maybe a Manny Machado, Juan Soto, maybe both. Uh, we'll see if they'll be able to do that. But I think the extra years on the back end it just helps them with a lower AAV here. And we know that there's some rumblings that Machado may be more willing to to sign an extension now, which I think they're going to be trying to work out next. And a note from Mark Feinsand, front-loaded
1: deal. He's getting $30 million this year, and it'll continue to escalate down. That was my immediate follow-up question. It wasn't like, oh my... Well, my first reaction was like, oh my God, he's going to be 42. <laughs> like That's crazy. Um, only Verlander and Scherzer should get paid like that. You Darvish is not a Hall of Famer. He should not be getting paid like Justin Verlander, who just won a Cy Young at age 40, and Max Scherzer. But the second reaction was well, what does it look like? Because they're going to go after Soto long-term. They're going to go after Machado long-term. If they strike out on one or both of them, you know damn well they're going to go after Otani long-term. What's the structure like? Is it going to clip them a little bit? And the answer is no. So that was good foresight, knowing that you can pay a bit more now and have it you know, a almost escalate down, de-escalate, de-escalate was the word I was looking for yes, as a yes, podcast yes. host. Um, Yeah. You can have that number de-escalate as you severely escalate other numbers for Soto Machado or another big star. Mm-hmm.
0: And also this, this team had a lot of pitching uncertainty moving forward. Like this would have been a rotation at, in the next couple of years, I mean, they did a good job of locking up Musgrove, but you know, and then two of them now, yeah, Snell? What's what Snell's deal? It's
1: Snell's up after this year, is he
0: not? Yeah. So I mean, they've got they've got a lot of uncertainty looming. This locks them in for a couple more years, and, and I really don't think Preller gives a shit about 2023. <laughs> I mean, excuse me, like 2029. 20, um, I just don't think he cares. Um, he might not even be the Padres
2: general manager in
0: 2029. No, he he. You'll already get. I think once he gets his ring, he's out. When Jr. When Jr. Smith else. when shit goes south for the Jr. Smith, the front office execs, he, he's out, man. He's done. He's done. But I like it overall. It, it gives him some continuity, and we'll see if you, Darvish still pitches well at age 40, 42.
1: I don't got anything else. Lake Snell, sixteen million dollars this year that he's off the books. You can rely on Brent Honeywell though to be the third starter. <laughs> um, Let's see, Who- Gore. Jay Groom? No, Gore is... Uh, oh, yeah, he's where, on the Nationals. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> For the one solo deal. He's in purgatory. Oh, man, um, remember that deal. Yeah, that was crazy. All right, <laughs> let's jump into the NL Central here. We're grading every team's offseason. We've been going division by division, uh, and we'll go through the National League Central uh, as it stands right now. Where do I have it? I have it right here. Let's start with the St. Louis Cardinals. They signed Wilson Contreras in free agency. Five years, $87.5 million. He's the heir to the Yadier Molina throne. Nolan Arenado, this is a big one that I feel like a lot of people, it registered when he did it, but now it's not really registering as an off-season move. Nolan Arenado opted in to the remaining five years, $144 million of his deal.
0: You plus... Yeah, a plus. And an a+. plus. Just for somehow convincing that man to opt into that deal. I have no idea.
1: No, it's just grit. He's he's the heart of St. Yeah. Louis. Like, hey, you can be a leader. Opt in. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you re-sign Adam Wainwright one year, 17 and a half mil. You select Wilking Rodriguez in the Rule 5 draft. The Cardinals also sign Tress Barrera and Oscar Mercado as minor league free agents. And you lose Jose Quintana and Corey Dickerson to free agency, Albert Pujols and Yadi Molina to retirement. Aram, you first. How'd you see it?
0: Well, I know that something that we've all baked into our grades here is, you know, what should they have done and did they do it? And that's going to be the theme, I think. I know Peter has as much frustration, if not more, in regards to this uh, on the pitching side because we've both talked about it a ton. It's just like, at what point do you want to push the chips forward here and and just go get another established starter? Like, I know you're you're the Cardinals and you do your own thing and they've had success this way. Um, but I'll start with with Wilson Contreras. I think that was exactly what they needed. I don't trust Yvonne Herrera. You know, I think he's a decent prospect, but I, you you can't roll that guy out there if you're serious about winning right now. You don't ro- you don't roll the dice with your with your catching position. Um, you look at the rest of the rotation, though. But we've talked about it. We've highlighted the uncertainty there and we've we've highlighted all of the concerns. I just would have loved to have seen them go get a Pablo Lopez, go get somebody like that, that, that was potentially available in the trade market or in free agency. I know we we talk about Chris Bassett kind of being like a whatever signing. I would have been refreshed to see them get a Chris Bassett in there. Like this, this team doesn't need an ace. They just need another arm that you can rely on because clearly bullpen's great and they know how to piece it together. So I love the Contreras move. I love the fact that they somehow convinced Nolan Arenado to to come back, uh, you know, and to not opt out. But when we're looking at the rest of the team and and what they did or didn't do, I, I find it hard to give them much better than. I, I'm I'm swaying back and forth between a C plus and a B minus. I think C plus is a little bit too negative. I'm gonna go B minus with the Arenado opt in. Damn it! It's, it's- it's so funny
2: to hear you talk arm because you just said everything I was prepared to say. I bet like <laughs> an 80% for them, like B minus C plus for the Cardinals. Again, big fan of the Wilson Contreras move. Was it a little bit too much money? Probably, but it's not my money, right? No, I'm just kidding. But yeah. I, the, I do think that overall they needed a catcher and they got the best one available. Yeah, Maybe instead yeah. of trading for a Sean Murphy, we could argue for hours over who's better, but one of the better catchers in Major League Baseball, especially something that's not being talked about about Wilson Contreras is if we ever get robo-omps, which could be in the next two, we're seeing it plenty in the minor leagues. Well, you've got a like Wilson, now. A guy like Wilson Gutierrez's value could tick up even because now it's more reliant on the bat, more reliant mm-hmm. on him throwing out runners with the bases getting bigger. So Wilson Contreras could actually give you more value than he has... Even when he was younger, it's like a weird, just a change in the rules that actually could get more value for Wilson Charros. But he's,
0: he's definitely candidate number one, I think, or like one of the first candidates to really benefit because you know he's somebody that's really good at everything else. So Yeah, we could see you. a career resurgence. I bet
2: that was, career sorry, resurgence from Salvador Perez, someone yeah. like that. Where I was going to say, I got a, I got Sal Perez on line one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, Sal someone Perez like that. One. <laughs> but. You yeah. know, if you didn't harp on the pitching stuff, I would have. Like, I could just yell about it. I've been yelling. I'm almost tired at this point of yelling at John Moselock and the Cardinals to trade from their enormous surplus of prospects to go get one or sign one because you're the Cardinals and you make so much money. And Jack pointed to the fact of the, the, I guess the TV station or the people in their city that watch the most.
1: Yeah. When when you look at RSN regional sports network ranking, like ratings, um, the Cardinals have the largest share. Like the Yankees have the largest gross population of people that watch Yankee games because it's in New York city. But in terms of market share, like what people in the St. Louis market are watching, I mean, they have the highest share. Like if you live in St. Louis, chances are you're watching Cardinal baseball.
0: I think yeah. that's the default. When you turn the TV on, it's just automatically on a Cardinals game.
2: Yeah, easy. Which is fire. I would love <laughs> that.
0: No, but yeah. So what I'm
2: saying is I'll give them a B- minus because I do like the Will Wilson Contreras trade, but it ain't going above that because they didn't address the clear need, which is starting pitching, Jack. You guys just screwed me. You you screwed me. You both it's went the same B minus. We talk about the same thing once a week on this podcast. A, it's it's a, cool, yeah, it, like it,
1: it's it, a it's a B minus. That's the problem. That's where you guys screwed me. Like when we pump out the graphic tomorrow, it's going to say yeah. B minus B minus. Well, why B-. do you think B-. I open
0: this up with just a just an absolute like just firing bullets at my guy Pete? Because I was yeah. like, we need to change this shit up. We, we need to be bland as shit. I finally found something i didn't agree on i'm gonna i'm gonna lean into it it's i funny love though it. i got i got I a dm <laughs> i know I, I know you wanted good radio so i've been waiting i've been waiting and finally i wasn't <laughs> gonna force it that was my moment um i got a dm from my buddy who follows our account doesn't know anything about baseball his name's jake and um he his first dm was in regards to the graphic he goes when or cop you can copy my homework but don't make it too obvious um, yeah. when it was like our grades that were super close and then he sent your guys's grades on the last one and literally was just like, okay, this is getting out of hand. I was like, dude we just we kind of agree on this stuff I don't know what to tell you but Jack B minus yeah we're trying like B minus um... we're trying. They got better
1: with the Wilson thing. I don't know how you convince Arenado to opt into that, but we've been talking about starting pitching. The other, the only thing that we haven't really talked about is I would have loved for them to go and get another setup guy, especially after you non-tender Alex Reyes. Um, mm-hmm. While I do love what they have in Helsley and Gallegos and Genesis Cabrera, and if Jordan Hicks figures it out again, I like that, but I wouldn't mind another high
0: leverage possibility for them. They got one. I agree, and Palante I, as well. They got one. I don't know why you guys don't listen to me. Wilking. Wilking Rodriguez. Wilking Rodriguez is a setup man. You'll find out very
1: soon. Okay, fine. Um so B-minus is across the board. The Milwaukee Brewers acquire William Contreras, Justin Yeager, and Joel Payops in a three-team deal. The only notable prospect they let go in that three-team deal that was centered around Sean Murphy to Atlanta was Estieri Ruiz. They acquire Jesse Winker and Abraham Toro from Seattle for Colton Wong. They grab Adam Seminaris, Jansen Junk, and Elvis Peguero from the Angels for Hunter Renfro. They sign Aram's guy, Brian Anderson, as a minor league free agent. Wade Miley to a one-year $4.5 million deal. They acquire Javi Guerra and Owen Miller from Tampa and Cleveland, respectively, for players to be named later. They grab Bryce Wilson for cash. They lose Taylor Rodgers, Brad Boxberger, Jace Peterson, Omar Narvaez, and Andrew McCutcheon in free agency. This team is all over the fucking place.
2: I thought they did pretty well yes. <laughs> they're all over the place yes. rumors. Yes. I, they, I love it thank you the, the William Contreras deal like getting him for a Ruiz like he might hit 30 bombs last year Aram Aram talked about him and it's like kind of one of the underrated power hitters moving into next year and I love that take I totally agree with him I thought they made a lot of smart moves I still think that getting Jansen junk for Hunter Redfro and like all those guys like I think it'll end up working okay for him they made a lot of under the radar moves but but I didn't look at any particular move and say that was a bad deal. I'm going B plus for the Milwaukee Brewers. I thought they did pretty damn well. God
0: damn it! I think <laughs> that's what I'm going to do too. Okay, so I'll, I'll fill in where you left off. And, and it's funny, you just <clears throat> gave a nod to one of one of the things I brought up in the past podcast. I'll give a nod to something that you brought up that I agree with here. They didn't need Colton Wong. Colton Wong's a really nice player. But Colton Wong was not exactly what they needed on this team at this point. I think they needed a little bit more power. They knew that. And they needed uh, somebody like Jesse Winker potentially as a bounce-back candidate. And especially when you have Bryce Turang, who I will continue to sing the praises for, um, if you don't believe me, you can go check out my thread on him or my article on him. I spent way too much time on Bryce Turek, but he's a guy that I think could, could pretty quickly and almost immediately replace what you got from Colton Wong um, and give you maybe even better defense, which is crazy to say, uh, and, and really good stolen base ability. So you can just basically plug in, I think, a comparable second baseman and flip that other second baseman for help just another guy that can add some power. William Contreras, I love what he brings to the table. Winker in that hitter-friendly environment hopefully can kind of rediscover that great American ballpark success that he had and not play the outfield. He can be more of a DH. Um, what I really liked both those moves. And what I like most about this offseason, it's a little bit of an abstract thing that's going to uh, push their grade up for me, is that they made their team better for next year, but they also cleared the way for the young guys. So it was this balance of like, not not getting worse and staying competitive while also still, you know, being focused on on trying to be better soon. So, you know, that's something that I, I, I thought was a really good balance and a reason why I'm I'm in on a B plus for them, too, because I thought they addressed everything they really needed to address. They made some of the lower end depth moves. And I think Brian Henderson's a good bounce back candidate as a bench. Guy too. for them. He can play third base. He can play the outfield um, and he's got power. He's a good defender. Um, it's just another guy in the fold here. This is a pretty good team. I, I like them this year. Please disagree, Jack. Uh, let's <laughs> play a game.
1: Who would you rather have in the outfield? Hunter Renfro or Weimer or Frelick, or Mitchell?
2: Uh, next year? Just for the future. I mean, my ne- answer is clear. For me, I'd rather have the youngsters. Yeah, I'd rather have the youngsters.
1: I'd rather have the youngsters, too. Who would you rather have behind the plate, William Contreras or Omar Narvaez?
2: William Contreras, and I'm William not Contreras. even Let's
0: fucking about blanking. about framing
1: benefit, too. At, yeah. at this point, who would you rather have at second base, Aram looking at you, Bryce Terang, or Colton Wong for $10 million more?
0: <laughs> it's a no-freaking-brainer. Terang.
1: I mean, A-minus. Wow. Love it. 11. I love it. I I think this team go a plus. We no. <laughs> we had we had Xavier Scruggs on, and this was at the height of like everything happening free agency wise. And you know we were saying bye to Scruggs, and he goes, "Wait, one more thing. I think Corbin Burns gets traded." Like <laughs> that was the point that we were at in the off season with Milwaukee when like they were starting to move everybody. Like this was right after the, the Renfro thing and they let everybody walk in free agency and they hadn't really added any pieces yet. So we were like, okay, you know, especially after the hater deal at last year's deadline, they're going to start breaking it down. And then all of a sudden they don't break it down. And I think that they're a much better team this year than they were last year. And I think that they're a more exciting team and they've got, exponentially more control of guys that are going to be getting at bats and making starts for them. As of right now, the five in that rotation is Wade Miley. I don't think it's going to be Wade Miley. I think it's going to be Aaron Ashby or Hauser or Gasser or who's got the shoulder
0: Ashby Ashby.
1: When did that happen?
2: Couple days ago, maybe what even two f- days ago. How
1: did I miss that?
2: Yeah, he. Yeah, because you're focusing on like Sadiq Bay on Twitter, and I'm trying to reply yeah. to you. being, yeah, like, was Focus crazy. on the Bays- Just Baseball Show. Bay's, yeah. Bays in Atlanta. Yeah, I love inefficient
0: <laughs> first round picks. Um, it's it's fatigued though. I like it's not a huge yeah. issue, but like that's a guy that now like. We were talking about how he might be better in, in the rotation, maybe. Uh, and now it seems like with the injury issues and actually the fact that he was better statistically as a reliever, now I wonder if they're going to keep him in the bullpen. But Gasser definitely an option. Um, I think they've got a few other options potentially that they could bring up at some point. but They got That's Hauser. The they got Bryce like... Wilson waiting right now. But we also act like Wade Miley's just chopped
1: liver.
2: It's not that bad. Yeah, he's not. The he's a five starter. He's he's going to be fine. Yeah, I mean if he, if he's my five starter like on any would you rather have wade miley or bailey falter
1: i'd rather have wade miley and i'll tell you this you get out of the ballpark quick in a wade miley start that guy oh. speed runs baseball it's awesome it's Your
2: modern day mark burley it's yeah he kind of like like but like miami marlins mark burley. okay so
1: so i take it back i didn't
2: know about ashby
1: right. shoulder thing wade miley excellent five starter he's my new yeah, favorite excellent. player A plus, A minus for me with the Milwaukee Brewers. So you both give them B pluses. uh, I give them an A minus. The Chicago Cubs. I wrote signed like 20 times here. Signed Dansby Swanson and Free Agency, seven years $177 million. Signed Cody Bellinger to one year 17.5 after being non-tendered. They signed Jamison Tyone, four for sixty-eight million. They signed Tucker Barnhart to be the starting catcher, two for six and a half million. They signed Trey Mancini, two for fourteen million. They signed Eric Hosmer to a league minimum deal. They signed Brad Boxberger to one for two point eight. They claim Julian Merriweather off waivers from Toronto. They re signed Drew Smiley, two for 19. They signed Luis Torrens as a minor league free agent. He's almost a third catcher. You lose Wilson Contreras, Wade Miley, and Jason Hayward to free agency. This team added a shit ton. They didn't really lose much, man.
0: Did you mention and they that lost they traded- Wilson
1: Contreras? That's they did lost they Wilson for Contreras. For Miles Masturbone. did you mention that? Uh, they traded for Miles Masterboni, but isn't uh, I did not mention that they traded for Masturbani. You're
0: right. That's a, that's a big one to miss. <laughs> Is it? Uh, no. Okay. No, not at all. Um, yeah, they lost <laughs> Wilson Contreras. Um, that's it, You're going from Wilson Contreras to Tucker Barnhart? Hurts. Not great. Hurts. Um, and then you get Dansby Swanson, sure. But, like, I, I kind of liked Nico Horner at short. I'm not going to knock them for getting Dansby. I'm, I'm going to support a team that has been middling over the last couple years, spending money to get better like so not your money in a nutshell this camp, not yeah they spent money it's a, it's a it's going to be a passing grade but like a lot of these signings felt like you know, almost like they had to hit a quota it's like, if you're like a member at this is something I found out recently which I think is the dumbest thing in the world if you're a mem- member at a country club even though you pay your membership dues you got to pay like you you got to spend a minimum amount of money a year or else they'll just bill you that amount anyways. And I almost felt like that's what the Cubs were doing. So like if you don't hit that quota, like you don't hit that amount at the end of the year, like you're going to go and just get really expensive dinners because you're going to have to pay it anyways. Like that's what I felt like the Cubs did here. It was like they almost felt like they had to spend more money to show that they're trying to compete and show that they're, you know, putting something out there that is going to be better than what we saw last year but sometimes it just felt like they were just signing guys to sign guys I what what does how much better does V Swanson really make you when you're moving Danby or moving Nico Horner off makes him better but but that much better 177 million better probably not um yeah cody bellinger i love the bounce back option there but at the end of the day it's a one-year deal if he bounces back he's gone so i don't really totally get that one um they go get jamison tye on sure. what does he do for you he makes your rotation slightly better your rotation's still not good so to me it was like a little bit of lipstick on a pig um but I, I i support them getting better i guess like i guess
1: um so that mean letter-wise <laughs> I'll I, I'll get ahead of it. I said C plus.
2: Okay, you're a little bit lower than I was, and I think Arm was probably leaning towards the B minus to B range. And this is one of the tougher off seasons to grade. I think it might be the toughest off season to actually grade because the way I graded, it, it's you know, it's it's going all over the place. I like to look at first of all, what did you need? Second of all. Not only what did you need, but were the individual deals themselves good, and then where does it put you in the in terms of the rest of the market? I didn't love really any of the deals outside of getting Danby Swanson because I do think it makes them better, and I do think it was maybe a slight overpay, but. I believe that Dansby may not be a six-war player, but can be a four-war player for a good portion of the contract, making it okay. But I thought Tyone is slightly overpaid, but then again, it's the market. I don't love the Cody Bellinger bounce-back. If the Dodgers didn't want him anymore, I don't have full faith in the Cubs making him an actual bounce-back candidate. I think it sounds good because he was the MVP, and there probably is something left in the tank, but... I think he's been battling injuries, and it's messed up his swing, and I don't know if he's ever going to be the same. And you did lose Wilson Contreras. So I don't think they won 74 games last year. I don't see them winning above, like, 76, 77 games. I'm going to go with a flat B-. minus.
0: Yeah, so I like the Mancini addition. I think he's going to do better this year. I really think he's going to be a, a nice offensive piece. I almost want to dock them for the Hosmer signing um like legitimately subtraction by addition it's stupid um, it's stupid i'm gonna go b minus though because at the end of the day they spent money they got better um and and they put themselves in a position where they don't want to block some of these guys coming up um so they got better didn't block the guys i'll give them the the b minus there too
2: but didn't they kind of block p crow armstrong
0: in no by getting bellinger? one year deal
2: yeah no i'm curious one year because, deal but you're gonna play bellinger two years away is he okay i didn't know his uh how far he is. Yeah, he's
0: before. probably two two away. He's gonna okay. start the
1: year in double and probably spend the whole year there, right? He might even start there? the year in high A. Yeah. Do you think he'll be he up in high. September? No. I don't think so. No. Okay. There you go. No. Um the reason I go C plus and not B minus is okay, Dansby, you know, we we've talked about Dansby Swanson ad nauseum, right? We we've said, you know, this guy, he's done it once, right? Uh let's see him do it again. I'm not docking him for that. Tucker Barnhart going from Wilson
2: Contreras to Tucker Barnhart is brutal. Um, yeah, Cubs fans are act- acting like it didn't matter. I put out a, a TikTok tock and um, I got a lot of backlash. You know, now I'm apparently a Cubs hater. Um, which happens, you've always, so been, a hater. Yeah, always yeah, been a Cubs, yeah, always been a Cubs hater. You know, <laughs> even though you know my dad grew up a Cubs fan, been to Wrigley Field, favorite ballpark, whatever. I'm a Cubs hater this year, whatever. Um, I I noted that losing Wilson Contreras is a tough blow to this team, and a lot of Cubs fans didn't think it mattered that much, and I just agree to disagree with them. I thought he was your best player last year, and he might be your best player this year if you kept him.
0: Now, that's what I was gonna say. Who who is, who is that much better than Wilson Contreras on the roster presently? I guess Dan. I guess. Anthony,
1: yeah, like, My that's it. Me. And we'll see. That's it. Um, Bellinger, people are all of a sudden, like, calling Bellinger a successful ad. Like, Bellinger was not even league average. Like, he's been one be, of be the be a, worst hitters in the league. Money. He could be, could be a, a total waste of money. $17.5 awesome. million dollars for a guy that could be not worth a roster spot is insane to me. Yeah,
2: Agreed. I, I totally mean, so agree. I didn't he, like a lot of the individual deals, like sort of similar to the Phillies in that way. But I like the Phillies offseason better. But I looking at each individual deal, did I like it? Like, I only like a few of the Cubs signings and they made like 15 of them.
1: And I hope Danceby's a six win guy again.
2: He might be a two and a half win guy this year. Like never, that never. That's a, a yeah. possibility for him. He strikes I, out a lot. I but... could even be wrong about Dansby. And then it would make the grade even worse. Like That's one of the reasons why I'm giving them some leeway because I'm a Dansby believer. It could easily blow up in my face, and Dansby is back to hitting 260 with 25 home runs. The defense doesn't look the same, and he ends up being a 2.8 war guy. And you're like, wow, we're locked in for a while. The, The only two guys that I look at this and
1: say unequivocally good ad, good job, is Mancini at that money and Boxberger. At one year, $3 million. Boxburg is the, the Mantini, only one I like. Yeah,
0: I think I think the Mancini was great. The Mancini ad was great.
1: Yeah. I mean, kinda, like I'm not even a big believer in his as much. Yeah, like, yeah. As you guys At are. Wrigley, like, I, I don't know, man. I think he plays. You can protect him from right-handed last pitching.
0: Th- yeah. Last thing I wanted to mention, um positive on the Cubs side. I thought they did a really good job at the deadline. I know that doesn't count here, but, you know, I, they didn't do as great in the offseason, but I loved the Wisniewski addition. I yeah. love the yeah. Ben Brown pickup in a, in a trade of David Robertson. Like, they did a lot of good little things, and then Marlins legend Nick Neidert picked up as a free agent. Um, wow. Maybe a really good number 8 type starter that can <laughs> plug in. Um, All right. So, you know, I like that. I like that depth piece, too. We can breeze through these
1: next two. I do – Want to spend a bit more time on Cincinnati than I do Pittsburgh, although Pittsburgh had a decent offseason. Cincinnati signed Will Myers to a one-year $7.5 million deal. That is the second largest contract on the Cincinnati Reds, only behind Joey Votto's $225 million deal. Um, See, that was a good tweet tweeting thanks, about baseball man. love that tweet thanks man all right uh will myers one year seven and a half you acquire kevin newman from pittsburgh for dowry moretta you signed kurt casale one year three uh and a quarter you signed luke Maley as a free agent 1.175 million dollars signed luke weaver one for two million dollars you signed chad pinder nick Plummer, and marlins and white Sox legend tyrone guerrero as minor league free agents uh you move kyle farmer for casey legumina You acquire Nick Solak for cash. Uh, You lose Donovan Solano and Mike Miner to free agency. I'm burying the lead. They went and grabbed an outfielder, everybody. They grabbed Will Benson from Cleveland for Justin Boyd and cash. Will Benson had a really tough audition for the Guardians at the end of last year. But this guy had a 150 WRC plus and AAA last year. First round pedigree. He's built like an NFL tight end. I think this guy can mash at Great American Ballpark. I arm want to
0: this trade. I yeah, I loved this trade, dude. I like it, it. might not work, right? He might he might never hit enough. But I love the upside here. You trade your second round pick, who's an outfielder, by the way, who who's you who just drafted in twenty twenty two. This is a red team that's trying to get better in the next two years. They have no outfielders imminently helping them in the next year or two, unless it's an infielder that they move to the outfield. And Benson's big league ready now. Um, crazy amount of power. He he's hit so many home runs through the minors big strikeout issues. Then all of a sudden last year improved his zone contact by 10% and continued to just improve the walk rates. He, he chases as little as anybody you're going to find. So yeah. he's kind of three true outcome type of player, but He's a three true outcome guy with speed that's gonna steal 15 bags, could play all three outfield spots, and he's got major, major power. So I love this pickup for them because he's instantly their like most exciting outfielder. Um yeah. and, and could be one of their more impactful young players. He's still just 24 years old. So I love that pickup for them. Definitely gives their offseason a little bit more of a bump, even though it's not the the sexiest move. Um, but this is a Reds team that, you know, is still kind of rebuilding. So I'm kind of interested to see what where you guys are at on, on the grade. Was this uh, this Will Benson trade,
2: did it feel weird to you guys? Was there Random any stuff. part of you that like, that, like pierked up like your goosebumps? Was there anything about the trade? Because here's the way I took it. First of all, I was like, why would the Guardians do that? I mean, what a steal, right? I saw the minor league numbers. Like, you see the potential there, and you're like, backed up. yeah, they could get rid. But then I'm like, we came from the Guardians, right? One of these teams who is incredible with development. They don't trade their young players who they really like, and they just kind of dumped them. I no. felt I got a weird feeling where Will Benson's never going to hit at that no. rate of 2022 no, no, outfielder no, no, is going to be great. What do you mean no, no, no? no, no. Let's, no. let's not pretend that's like that's very Don't possible. Brian Windhorst. How about this? Like,
1: think <laughs> about what are the Utah Jazz doing here? Like, don't give me the Brian Windhorst tinfoil hat bullshit here. Will Benson is unlike Guardians prospects, right? They want bat to ball, do, do things incredibly well, like intangibles out-of-the-ass outfielders. They don't really have three true outcome guys. Um, Will Benson is a three-true outcome guy. He just doesn't really fit, and there are a bunch of outfielders in that organization that are better than Will Benson for them and for the organization that they want to have. So he was surplus.
0: This was the second time that they've traded a high-power, high-swing-and-miss, former first-round pick, Noel Jones. Nolan Jones Jones too. Um, And and I still like that pickup for another team. I really do. I, I thought the same thing, Peter, in terms of like, why would they do this? I started to look at the 40 man situation too. And I think it was really to open up the 40 man. And kind of like the way the Guardians have been able to develop outfielders lately, I think they're accepting that they may lose on this one, right? Because uh, the Rays, like it was the same thing, right? Where they've traded some arms to to shed for, you know, 40-man space. Most of the time they pick the right guy to move, but they also traded Joe Ryan. So I I think that there's a chance, but for the Guardians, they're playing the percentages and they're like, we know that Will Brennan's going to be good, at least very solid. Oscar Gonzalez we've seen enough Stephen Kwan we've seen enough Richie Palacios is another guy that plays yeah. all over they like his floor um and, and George Valera is, is a higher ceiling guy than Benson so yeah. and and probably the only three true outcome guy they're gonna deal with because of how high his upside is so and probably I young Kenzie Noel Getting rid of any volatility. Noel's like a, not even an outfielder. Noel's a DH, but, and I bet you they'll trade him. I, I guarantee you they'll trade him at some point too as he gets closer. But he's not eligible or he's, uh, yeah, he's on the 40 man too. So I guess they preferred Noel, who's younger and more power.
2: This is a pretty good baseball podcast. We just went, what, 10 minutes on Will Benson trade? Who's <laughs> like, who, who might make it back this year? No, I love it. I love it. Uh, but at the end of the day, see? Yeah. They did fine. Like yeah, they, that, That's what I give them, they too. They <laughs> didn't really do much. They got Will Benson. A lot of upside there. Could Jack strike Hinder. up 40% of the time. It'd be terrible. Like a, Nick Plummer was a freaky athlete in his day. Yeah. I mean, this is a C. They, they did not rounders. anyone fun.
1: Yeah, they got Plummer and Benson. Two first-rounders. Okay. Uh. So, Aram, what do you give
0: them? <laughs> yeah. I was dead set on a C, but <laughs> Damn Benson... Will Benson might give me might, might put them to a C plus.
1: Yes. All right. There we go. C, C Peter C me C RMC plus. <laughs> so you're a C too, Jack? Yeah, I'm a C. Like okay. I don't, yeah. you get you gotta take a step back and look at this from like the league wide perspective, and it's like, look at the Reds. Like who gives
2: a shit? We're also the one ball. national baseball <laughs> podcast that gets unreasonably excited about the Reds, and I am I'm like. One of my big preseason bets might be the Reds over win total or the Pirates over win total. But yeah, I think I'm... objectively, you compare it to the rest of the league. Like Will Myers, he might suck. He might rake. He might suck. He might suck. <laughs> that was the big deal. Like, um, you know what? C minus.
0: Oh. Okay. C minus. Okay. Can I say one last thing? Yes. Luke Weaver had a great second half last year, dude. He's
2: we are going to fade him so hard at Great American ballpark on a Wednesday against I, the Cubs.
0: see, I you and Jack just just don't know ball. I guess yeah. Cincinnati Reds are a blind spot for you. I oh guess. no ball <laughs> the. <pick. laughs> The Pittsburgh Pirates.
1: Uh, they sign Andrew McCutch and they bring him home one year five million dollars. They sign Carlos Santana, one for seven ish. They sign Austin Hedges, one for five million dollars. Harlene Garcia, one for two and a half. Rich Hill, one for eight. Vince Velasquez, one for three point one five million. And they grab G Man Choi. And yeah, they, hype video. great hype videos for Velasquez and for Rich Hill. Um, they acquire G-Man Choi in a roster crunch for Tampa for Jack Hartman, a minor league pitcher. They acquire Dowry Moretta for Kevin Newman. They acquire King Joe, Connor Joe for Nick Garcia. They select Jose Hernandez, lefty that was uh, in the Dodgers org in the Rule 5. They claim Ryan Vallade off waivers from Colorado. They lost Roberto Perez and Ben Gamble to free agency. A lot of minor stuff going on here but a lot of stuff going on here um i i think i'm i think i'm just more excited for the stuff that was previously on the roster and these are good time buyers
2: b minus yes. i give them a c plus nothing yeah. did better than the reds uh i like a lot of uh like i mean what are we talking about i think the pirates Signed baseball players. Yes, they do. I don't hate any of them except Vince Velasquez. That's fine. Rich. In C+ Hedges, plus. I'm not a Hedges guy. I'm a Hedges guy. God. I think he had <laughs> some value there, and I love like, the fact that he's going to come in and teach the Andy Rodriguezs of the world and the Henry Davises of the world. I like him there. Um, is he going to hit? No, but I don't even care. That's not what they're signing him to do anyway. Um,
0: C plus. That okay. seems wrong, but that's all I have for you. <laughs> Just wait till Cal joins forces with him in Pittsburgh. It's gonna be electric.
2: Elite. No, he ain't leaving the Guardians. He's gonna be I a know. Yankee and they're gonna give him three hundred million dollars. <laughs> that'd be, be sick. Be cool. <laughs> guess, guess what? Since twenty twenty one, Cal Quantrill's fourteenth in ERA in Major League Baseball. Pretty good. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Talk about a leaderboard right there. Yeah. Suck it. Above Luis so, Castillo. You think Luis Castillo is good? Cal Quattro's better yeah. at limiting runs. Yeah. That's the yeah. name of the game. That's that's ball, baby. Runs. And more wins. If you and think, more wins than Luis Castillo.
0: He's if you 23. Think Cal Quantrill's
2: mid. You don't know ball. You don't know, yeah. ball. you don't know ball. You don't know ball. You don't
0: know ball. Uh, that's uh, yeah. As you can tell, I looked at the TikTok comments recently. So that's, that's all <laughs> don't know ball is is the is the common phrase. Um G Man Choi he he really isn't very good, I don't think. No, um, he's not. I'm pissed that they didn't let him play in the World Baseball Classic. He was devastated. I know he was hurt and whatever. But, like, are you that worried about G-Man Choi reaggravating something to the point that you're not going to let him go play for his country? He's devastated about it? Like, let's be real. If G-Man Choi gets hurt, like, that would be a shame. It would be really unfortunate. But, like, does it really matter for the Pirates? Like, I know that they're paying him, but, like, Nah, you, you got carlos world santana. classic let him play in the world baseball classic for his country i just don't understand that andrew is better carlos santana might be better exactly better. he is better he, he walks better. at least yeah McCutcheon. i love the mccutcheon mccutcheon signing i mean like from a baseball standpoint like whatever i don't know but it's just so <laughs> awesome so that's it, a great move he's not done he can still give you a little bit um connor joe he might be better than G-Man Choi when it's all said and done. Uh, Rich Hill, I love the 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 tr- potential trade chip here, right? Anybody will be happy. If, if he's throwing well, you know, if he's in the low fours, a lot of teams will be very happy to acquire a vet like Rich Hill to kind of help them have some pitching depth there. I liked the Harlan signing because that's someone that they'll probably trade to. When I'm looking at these teams, I'm like, what kind of assets did you – yeah you know, flippable assets did you pick up? and I think they picked up quite a few flippable assets. So I will give them a C plus for emotion you know the emotional proponent of it like because of the Andrew McCutcheon vibe that gives me that gives them a C plus good for baseball to have Andrew McCutcheon back in Pittsburgh
2: arm and I completely on the same page C plus Jack round we us out with another C plus <laughs> no, I said B minus. I said B
1: okay. minus because what they found some decent <laughs> That's stopgaps. That's all right. Uh, I thought I was reaching at a C plus. No, man, I go B minus. Uh I got to run. Taylor Davis and I are doing a uh, conversation with D Gordon that you can hear right now on Show and Go. Uh wherever you get your podcast, it'll be up on YouTube shortly. Um Peter, I will, you know, save all of the plugs. They're all in the show notes, the merch, all that stuff. Uh real quick, who wins the Super Bowl? I want the team name and nothing else.
0: I, Chiefs. Okay, Arum. Uh I'm. I, I think Chiefs. And now that I know Peter's done way more research than me, so I'm, I'm pumped that he's on it too.
2: Yeah, I got a future on the Chiefs, but the Eagles might win. Oh God, that was a worst yeah. thing. I know, I know, I know. It's terrible. Damn, unfortunately, what? I'm on the Chiefs too. And you can listen to Not Gambling Advice. Colby and I broke it down as well as a bunch of props. Yes. yes. All the
0: props. I'm going to be listening. I need all the props. I I lose so much money every year just taking 30 props. So pump I, that.
1: I need all the props. Enjoy Super Bowl Sunday. And with that, Peter, thank you, everybody.